after a long absence with uh, Memorial Days and Father's Days and just crazy days in general. We're back here on Positively Charged Wrestling. Uh, your lovely host, uh, Braden, good buddy, Josh. What's up, guys? Uh, and I, I really don't even know uh, where to begin, um, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll do our best here to uh, to to try and recap what what has been a month now of uh, some pretty eventful stuff. I, I would venture to say, but as always, we'll um, we'll just kind of take it. Take it from this past week and go from there uh, and, and try to hit some of the high points uh, as we go along that have, uh, that's happened in the past month. So did uh, a couple things real quick right off the bat because I literally have lost count. So we, we haven't t- talked about backlash that, that's happened in this time frame, right? Right. Yeah, we haven't touched on that one yet. All right, so so we'll get to that here momentarily, and really, I think there's just one one big thing that we'll talk about from Backlash, um, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, as I said, we'll kind of cover cover the week that was. Um, so we got uh, Drew McIntyre kicking off Raw this past week, and. How legitimate does Drew McIntyre look? The dress shirt, the in my view, I, I always like to picture a champion. How they look when they're dressed casually, I, I guess if they still look legitimate. Yeah. Uh, so I, he looked just very dapper. Uh, Carry. Can say what you want about Braun, but I really am digging Drew McIntyre's champion. Yep. Really digging him. Um, but uh, looks like we got him and Dolph Ziggler um, at Extreme Rules. So, you know, I, I think those two certainly will put on a good match. I, I have no, no, uh, doubt there, but it seems like and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't know, it seems like Drew's almost in kind of like a holding pattern. I, I, while I'm digging him as champion, it almost seems like he's just running through, I don't want to say mid-card heels, but for lack of a better way of putting it, am I too off base with that? Like it, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Um, uh, I kind of agree. Uh, I think going to go back and use the, the backlash match as an example. I think in a situation like that, I mean, Lashley was kind of a mid card heel at the time. I think the match with Drew, the whole purpose of it really, to, in my eyes, was to kind of legitimize Lashley and kind of move him. Yeah. I think I think that was the whole purpose of the match because they they give him MVP as a as a mouthpiece now. Uh, the Lana storylines kind of. You know they're they're slowly disintegrating that into the background, um, and 
I didn't see the match, but I heard others talking about it. And they said Lashley dominated a lot of that match. No pun intended. I know his finisher's the dumb. Yeah. And uh, they said it was that, a solid match. It really was. That's, that's one I want to go back and watch. I didn't get a chance to catch that one. But um, I, I think, I guess the whole, whole purpose of the way I saw it was, uh, you know, Drew gets the win, keeps the belt, but it lifts Lashley up. And, you know, maybe later on, Lashley can kind of come come back in for another title shot or something. You know, it kind of brings it, right. elevates him a little bit. So, and with Dolph, um, kind of the same thing. He's a mid card guy. I really loved their run together as a tag team a couple years back, and yeah. I, I feel like when they split them up, there wasn't really a payoff. I don't remember much of anything happening after the split. Like there was a little interaction, but it doesn't. I don't feel like we got a feud or got a a, a proper big time match out of the two. So maybe this will kind of fill in that gap there. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and like I said, I think, uh, I, I think they'll put on a solid match. Um, moving along, we got, uh, a little, uh, war words from Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Um, nothing wrong here. No, nothing wrong at all with this. Uh, I think these two, um, and we'll get to something else regarding Charlotte Flair here in just a bit. But I think uh, I think these two, um, you know, I, we I know we kind of talked about maybe not on here, but in passing and things things like that. Where uh, there, there's not been breakout star, a, a, a crossover star, if you will, since John Cena. Uh, and and I don't know, you know, if, if Charlotte could be that. Um, but she is – she's the best on the roster – Maybe outside of AJ Styles, and I'm saying male and female. Uh, the and I've said I think I've said something similar before on here. I'm not really a Charlotte fan. I'm not running out buying shirts or nothing. But man, she's good. Like just gosh, the the way she carries herself, her promos. I mean, there, there's very few flaws in her game. And I know her dad is arguably the GOAT in his own right, but she was really listening when he was telling her little tips. <laughs> yep, yep. So I, I just and, – and I guess the, the, the longer that it has uh, – that she's been around – how long has she been on the roster now? Um, I think – did they come up on the main roster, what, in 2015? Uh, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Um, but I, I think the longer that that she has been around, uh, the, the more I've just, just grown to appreciate how darn good she is. Um, I'll agree on that. And, and 
you know, I know, I know Becky, we all love Becky. And I, I feel like, I feel like Becky, obviously she's, she's probably a, uh, a better promo. Um, but I, I just feel like the, the whole package, Charlotte is just head and shoulders, both the ladies and quite a few of the men. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, like you were saying about the, uh, you're not going out and buying the Charlotte shirts and stuff. Uh, I look at it like that. I'm a Becky fan. Like, you know, she's my personal, you know, I root for her, but, at the same time, I see how talented and uh, how big of a uh, personality and star Charlotte is. You know, I, res- I fully respect oh, yeah. that. And I- I'm-, I'm a Charlotte fan to an extent, too. But, you know, if, if I'm picking the one I'm going to root for, you know, it's Becky, you know. And uh, yeah, I- yeah. so I get exactly where you're coming from with that. Um, and I think, I think for me, it's almost, and we'll obviously get to this in, in a bit, it's almost like, an undertaker type thing. It's growing into that with Charlotte. Not that I'm necessarily comparing her to the undertaker, but what I'm, what I'm saying is I've never really been a huge undertaker fan, but I've always appreciated and respected him. Yeah. And it's starting to grow into that territory for me with Charlotte. So kind of, kind uh, of a uh, cornerstone type deal. Like correct. uh, Can can work with anybody and, and help elevate them and, yeah, I, I get what you're saying on that. Yep. So, um, moving on on the Charlotte Flair podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, uh, we we move along and we get uh, the Street Profits and uh, Viking Raiders. And um, Street Profits win. And th- this was actually a pretty solid match. Uh, and it, um, I, I guess this is the end of their, their, uh, little, whatever, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. Um, which just got very absurd at backlash. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to chime in with a couple points on this one. Uh, uh, okay. F- first one I'm going to go with, uh, th- that is the second match that I watched from Backlash. And and actually, I was entertained by it. It was goofy, but it did, it make, me, it did make me laugh. And, yep. you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know. Um, but, but speaking of the goofiness, uh, uh, that, I'm going to refer back to a couple episodes of the Chick Foley show I was listening to. Uh, one of the guys on there was talking about watching uh, wrestling with his son and like um, like one of those segments come on and the kid's like laughing his butt off, he said. And, you know, that's one of those things that makes me think, you know, it seems a little goofy and hokey to us. And like a lot of those segments, I'll be honest, I fast forward through, you know, like the Vikings yeah. Prophet segments because I'm just like, eh, I'm not feeling this. But, you know, you got the kid audience and, and you got to do throw something in there that's going to make them pop and get them into it. And so, you know. Um, that's Very thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that did get brought up on, the, uh, I think the same episode also, the guy, the main, one of the main guys of the Chick Foley show was talking about how instead of these little segments that they're doing on Raw, why didn't they make this like a continuing show on the network? 
and actually instead of the cut up goofy segments actually watch these guys doing this stuff he, he was like i would watch that you know i would watch them going bowling and throwing like uh jabs at each other like not punching jabs but like uh yeah, yeah. this is back and forth you know and stuff like that and then watch yeah. him go and do mini golf and stuff like that that, that would have been an entertaining show so i probably would have checked it out at least once <laughs> yeah yeah i i would agree with that um it looks like we're going to have Andrade and Angel Garza uh, moving moving along with the, the Street Profits now. Um, and I, I would imagine they'll be taking those titles off the Street Profits sooner rather than later. Um, but uh, so we get we get a little bit more uh, with uh, – the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio feud, um, which I'll be honest, I'm it's okay, but I'm I'm not I'm not crazy about it. it. It it's 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 okay. I'm not hating on it, um, but it. Um, I mean, I, I have no doubt. Whenever they have a match, it's probably going to be phenomenal uh, to to the you know, one of the all-time greats and one of the top three or four performers on the roster today in Rollins. So, uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's okay. Um, then uh, we get Asuka and, uh, and Charlotte, and Asuka picks up the win. Solid match, very solid match. So, apparently um, – I'm hearing that Charlotte's got to have shoulder surgery. Have you heard this? Oh, I haven't heard this. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, this was the little attack by Nia Jax and uh, the the thing with um, the hostel lock or, or what have you there. Uh, I, I think uh, it was a way to write her off for a month or two. I don't think I don't think it's anything serious, but. I've I've heard that she's got to have a, a minor shoulder surgery. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that. I think um, uh, this was a kind of cool setup. I, I wish they'd saved this for like a pay per view because Oscar kind of yeah. needed this win. Charlotte was the was the one that ended her streak at WrestleMania a couple years ago, and then yeah. leading into the uh, WrestleMania thirty five. Um, Charlotte beat Oscar for the SmackDown title to to be yeah. a part of the uh, triple threat with uh, Becky and Ronda. So uh, I think I'm a, they may have met a couple other times, but the, those two stuck out in my mind. So it was kind of like Oscar needed a win over Charlotte to kind of you know get her, get her win back, I guess, or something, you know. And uh, so, uh, but next we get a little update from Edge. Who, unfortunately, speaking of surgeries and being out of action, poor his triceps. Heard uh, about that one. And, and I mean that that does kind of suck. But I guess I guess we're going to continue the feud with Orton. Um, Good promo. Another, oh yeah, another another great great promo. Um, these two, as far as I'm concerned, it's the feud of the year thus far. I mean, it's it's kind of a strange year in general. It's hard to judge things, but 
These two are putting on a clinic on a solid personal feud. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, th- this basically was Edge saying uh, it's going to be the return of the rated R superstar. And, uh, you know, Orton, right after Edge's promo, cuts a solid promo himself. So, uh, and the week before this, you know, we had the return of uh, uh, Christian. So, charisma. <laughs> yes. Um, and he got a punt to the head for his trouble. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how long Edge is out and uh, where this goes. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, Akira Tozawa gets uh, R-Truth's 24-7 championship. Uh, Natalia and Liv Morgan. Natalia picks up a victory there. I think Natty uh, cut a good heel promo this week, too. Yes, yes. But uh, maybe they need to run with her as a heel a little more because her, her face stuff, I guess, is getting a little stale. But uh, I think her promo this week was pretty good. Um... We get uh, Rick Flair and Randy Orton. Uh, and now we got, uh, looks like Big Show is, uh, it, Rick Flair and Randy Orton come out, cut a promo, and then Big Show comes out. Um, kind of a, kind of a placeholder, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with it. Uh, then uh, Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics. Sasha and Bailey pick up the win. We get a VIP lounge, um, and uh, that sets up Apollo Cruz and Shelton Benjamin and Rey Mysterio. And, I, and I'm kind of speeding through some things here. Uh, we'll we'll get back to uh, backlash in just a moment because uh, I want to talk about the greatest match ever uh, but uh, Rey Mysterio uh, and Dominic are out there this basically sets up uh, sets up a little bit of a a, a brawl to a degree uh, and um, Aleister Black and Ray and Dominic and Humberto Carrillo kind of stood strong against Austin Theory, Buddy Murphy, and Seth Rollins. Where the heck are the authors, Payne? Really? <laughs> where, where did they go? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I want to say, I want to say one of them got injured, and you know, when a tag team guy gets injured, their their partner usually just kind of takes time off to you know that they, they don't use them as singles guys, so. I might be wrong on that one, but I think they got hurt right before Mania or something. Um, but about the greatest wrestling match ever, uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was really good, really good, much better than their last minute standing match. Yeah, it still went for forever and a day, but. <laughs> uh, 
it didn't seem as as slow and plodding as the last man standing match. It um, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. the The crowd noise actually helped. Yeah. Um, and there was a few camera angles that were pretty unique. Uh, but uh, what what say you? What, what was your thoughts on? The greatest wrestling match ever. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, they had that tag tagline going in, and you know, it's a lot to live up to. I don't know if it lived quite up to that standard, but uh, it, was, it was really good. I enjoyed the um, the, they dug deep into the well with some of their moves, you know, and and uh, pulled out some heavy hitters, you know, with all the uh, rock bottom and the uh, pedigree, and and my personal favorite, the double crossbody. I thought about you when they did that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I popped that one. I actually uh, rewound just a little bit. I was like, I, I need to see that again. <laughs> so, I mean, any match they can do a double cross body in, I think should be in contention for the greatest wrestling yeah. match ever. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, good match. Uh, solid feud this far. Um, so, moving along... Uh, to Wednesday, we had, of course, Dynamite and NXT. Uh, we'll start with NXT. Uh, kind of go through some of this real quick. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest. Cameron Grimes picks up a win over Damian Priest. Uh, and uh, then we get uh, ooh, ooh. skipped over a match. Uh, so <laughs> Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Uh, Santos Escobar gets the win. Um, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They're torturing me with these wild <laughs> names. Uh, but uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez pick up the win. Uh, we, we, carry- we need more. We need more matches that are Bob versus Steve. <laughs> yes, S- simpler now. Come on. Because uh, we all know my my southern butt will will butcher these names. Uh, but Carrying uh, Cross versus Bronson Reed. Carrying Cross picks up the win, and I know they are they're setting up Carrying um, Cross and Adam Cole. Um, I'm looking for. Carrying Cross to beat Adam Cole, and probably that's that's going to be Adam Cole's cue to go to the main roster. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've actually got one for you. So I've heard. I don't know if he's re-signed or what. Uh, I was hearing something that uh, Cole's contract expires in August. I, I don't know. If he if he is uh, in fact I'm I'm actually googling this right now because my theory uh, is oh wait a minute he just signed a new contract never mind <laughs> on on just a couple weeks ago uh, I'd heard the buzz that his contract was coming up though like um, yeah a couple weeks yeah. Okay, so last year, 
he signed a three-year contract, so he's got two more years. Well, my theory was that uh, he would at least consider jumping to AEW, uh, where his girlfriend, the lovely Britt Baker, is. And Adam Cole is a star. I mean, goodness gracious. And I hope, I hope. I mean, he is not the biggest guy. But neither was Shawn Michaels. Adam Cole is is dripping with charisma. Yep. Uh, awesome in the ring. Catch, the catchphrase is awesome. The music is awesome. He, he is a star, and I really hope he doesn't get to the main roster. They don't just look at him and go, he's not very big. He's a cruiserweight. Well... That's it, you know, and I, I really hope that's not the case. Um, we'll yeah, see. Let's hope Hunter's got a little pull that he can uh, help get Cole pushed up a little bit. Because when they did the uh, NXT run-in angle uh, for Survivor Series, Cole got a uh, what? Did he he wrestled Brian and somebody else. Uh, Rollins. Yeah, Rollins. So he, you know, the, he got. Of course, then again, he, he was the champ, so you know they wanted to. So maybe maybe yeah. that'll help his situation when he comes up to the main roster. Um, then we get uh, Ray Ripley versus Aaliyah. Ray Ripley picks up the win. Um, Dexter Loomis versus Roddy Strong. Uh, Dexter Loomis picks up the, the victory there. And I, I'm, I'm realizing that while I did watch uh, – in your house, there's. I, I really need to refamiliarize myself with NXT because I'll be honest. A lot of these people, I do, I am not familiar with at all. Um, so, uh, Finn Balor, Keith Lee, and Johnny Gargano, um, triple threat match. Keith Lee picks up the win. And then uh, Keith Lee will challenge Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match. And apparently uh, next week is going to be – this upcoming week, I'm I'm assuming, is going to be the the Great American Bash coming to – it's – it's going to be on uh, just a regular, regular episode. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, kind of good counter programming, I guess, considering uh, AEW's doing uh, Fighter Fest. So uh, we get a lumberjack on on speaking of AEW on Dynamite. We'll uh, shift gears to there. Uh, Lumberjack match with Luchasaurus and Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow picks up the win. Uh, Akira Shida versus Red Velvet. After that match, there was a, a big pull apart between the ladies uh, with uh, uh, Penelope Ford and Akira Shida being pulled apart. 
pretty neat little press conference with uh, Jake Hager and Cody. Um, kind of a, a real, like a UFC style boxing press conference. That was that was pretty neat to see. Um, Brody Lee and uh, Colt Cabana versus J- uh, Joey Janelle and Sam Kiss. Brody and Colt pick up the win. Uh, FTR versus SCU. Uh, pretty solid match here. FTR pick up a pick up the win. Um, then uh, that sets up the Butcher and the Blade after the match. Who've kind of been having a little ongoing beef with uh, FTR. That sets up. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks and FTR eight man tag. So I'm really hoping they save FTR versus the Young Bucks for when whenever we have crowds again. Yeah. Um, that's that needs a crowd. Um, so obviously John Moxley wasn't on this show this week because his wife unfortunately has test positive for uh, coronavirus. So uh, apparently he tested negative. So I'm hoping, hoping all that, uh, you know, best wishes to Miss Renee Young. And, um, so uh, Brian Cage was on the show. Who's going to challenge, uh, uh, challenge John Moxley. Um, So, kind of, Taz alluded to it uh, in a promo after the match, um, you know, that Moxley wasn't there because of this, and he called it a BS excuse, so pretty good little heelish tactic there. Uh, I wonder when the, uh, wonder when the test and stuff were. Given, I'm trying to think of time frame wise. Will he be able to be there next week? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't think his title matches until July the eighth, so he's got two weeks. Okay. Um, but uh, then uh, we get Broken Matt Hardy versus Santana. What's your feelings on uh, Broken Matt kind of using? the many variations of Matt Hardy. Have you seen this? I, I think I've seen pictures from it. Like, uh, this has been going on since the, um, uh, stadium stampede, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's been kind of bouncing through the characters. And I think it's kind of cool just going back and getting the uh, different versions. Uh, um, I can't remember what I saw the other day. It was a picture of, and it, it had like all these different versions of him. And, and, you know, he even had like the, um, not just like a Hardy boy looking one, but like the old Hardy boys with the, the headband and the yeah uh, yeah, so he he he's going way back for that one. Maybe, maybe that, uh, that may have been predated Hardy's. That may have been um, well, I mean, I know they're the Hardy's, but predated the uh, WWE appearance. That may have been a uh, what Omega, their old old organization thing they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we end the episode um, with uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Uh, having a little brawl 
pretty good stuff. Uh, solid, solid show as usual. Uh, I mean, not, not a lot of newsworthy stuff coming out. Um, moving along to SmackDown. Um, and as I said, I know, I know it seems like we're just buzzing through this, but we actually got a couple other big things we want to talk about, uh, in a moment. Um, one of them being what SmackDown talked about and, and that is they had a, a tribute to the undertaker, uh, about the Undertaker. Jeff Hardy comes out. Uh, oh, got to sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> oh, went away. All right. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy comes out to take up for the Undertaker, sets up a match. Uh, and obviously there's, uh, you know, there, there's little uh, splices throughout the show of people uh, talking about Taker. Then we get a, uh, a fatal four, four-way match. Um, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans. Nikki Cross picks up the win. Uh, the New Day and Lucha House Party versus Cesaro, Shinsuke, The Miz, and Morrison. Uh, the... New Day and Lucha House Party pick up the win. Braun Strowman. Um, <laughs> so it looks like Bray Wyatt, speaking of people switching, um, it looks like Bray Wyatt has, has reverted back um, to uh, – to, to the the old Bray Wyatt, um, which I'm down with. Uh, what, what do you think about this? I, I kind of like it. Uh, Storyline wise, I mean, it, it makes sense where the where the feuds with Braun because you know the, their history and all, and it kind of gives the fiend a little a little rest. You know, we know he's there, but you know, kind of dial it back on him a little bit so when he does pop back up. You know, it means something again. You know, it's it's a bigger, bigger uh, reveal or a bigger unveiling, and um, so I, I kind of enjoyed the. Uh, I always liked the Ray Wyatt character anyway, so it's kind of yeah. cool that he gets to go back and do a little bit with that. So it looks like these two are going to have going to have a swamp fight at uh, Extreme Rules the Horror Show, which I guess is what pay per view is being called. Uh, not sure why. I don't know. It's 2020, so I, I think um, again, this is this is speculation. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm going to revert back to Chick-fil-A. I'm, I'm talking about them a lot on this episode. But uh, one of the guys on there was talking about the cinematic matches they've done. And they kind of have a um, – it's like they're u- using different movie themes kind of like a um, – I don't know, like the Boneyard match was kind of an action sequence or something, you know, and then the um, uh, Viking Prophets thing from Backlash was kind of a maybe a buddy cop feel to it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so they're kind of thinking the, uh, they're going to kind of have a horror movie feel with uh, this match, which they kind of did that with the Fun House. But I guess the Fun House was kind of a maybe a Freddy Krueger type or maybe this is going to be more of a um, Michael Myers, Jason type something. I don't know. So Ooh. that. That they're thinking that's why they're calling it a horror show because they're they kind of go with a, a movie cinematic feel with these cinematic matches. So, uh, I, I mean, I dig them, but that, it uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so King Corbin, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy picks up the win, uh, and uh, we get a a little bit of a celebration afterwards. Um, so, a celebration regarding the Undertaker. So, while we're while we're at it, um, that kind of leads me to to the Undertaker. It does appear he's retired. Um, I hope it stays true. You know, there was that caveat if, if Vince needed him. Yeah. You know, that I, I'm really hoping the only thing Vince calls him about is a Hall of Fame induction next year. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I'm – well, first, uh, first off, what, what what's your thoughts? Oh, surprised. well, not, not surprised. It was coming. Just uh... – it's big news, you know. Um, Taker retiring, actually stepping away from it. I, th- I think it fits, though. Um, looking at his match, the uh, the Boneyard match, it come across so well. Uh, he looked really great in this match. You know, he's, he's had some other matches recently, which if you watch the last ride, you know, you kind of see that he's had some where uh, he, he didn't come off looking as great in, in maybe the best shape or whatever. Age is catching up yeah. to him and all. But the Boneyard match come off and he just – I mean, he looked good again, and, and from a, you know, of course, I know it was cinematic, so, you know, they could be, like, cut and do something else, you know, and, um, but physically, he looked good, he, uh, the character looked good and strong again, you know, it, it just come off really well for him, and, um, it all come together, had a great opponent, great storytelling, and, uh, it's a good, good match to leave on, because everybody's gonna be thinking, you know, that last, last spot was real, real, Real good, real entertaining, real positive, and uh, um, and like the very the end of it was perfect, you know. And it, even as he said, you know, the cowboy really really rides away this time, and the end of the match, he gets just gets on his bike and rides off, and that's the last we saw of the character. So, I, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. And and on top of it, I like that he was kind of he was he was each version of Taker in this match. Yep. He he come in as the biker, but there were still elements of the uh, dead man kind of coming out of him and stuff. So, I, th- I thought that was cool that you know it was everything. You know, it was a little bit of everything with him. It wasn't just just the dead man character. It wasn't just the biker. It, it was cool seeing that come out of him again because 
uh, I always liked the mystique of the Dead Man character, but it was cool letting him kind of bring back the uh, the biker again. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what else can be said. Um, you, you touched on it earlier as we were talking about Charlotte. You know, I mean, he, he is a cornerstone. He's. I mean, it's the greatest gimmick ever, uh, bar none. Um, I don't know. You know, there'll, there'll never be another. There'll never be another streak. Uh, uh, there's just, uh, you know, there's there's so much. Never, never again when it when it comes to him. So. I don't know. It's it's really good stuff. Um, and and I like I said, I really hope that uh, he he does stick with with retirement. So, do you have? Uh, but before we get to our watch along this week, um, do you have anything for uh, this day in wrestling history? Um, I got a couple things. Uh... Wasn't a, wasn't a really eventful day, but uh, going back to June 28th, 1986, we had a, a six man tag of the uh, Midnight Rockers and Kurt Henning uh, taking on Buddy Rose, Doug Summers, and Alexis Smirnoff from uh, AWA. And, uh, you know, just, just a little history back there, you know, uh, getting the Rockers and Mr. Perfect teaming up together. It's kind of cool. And, uh, and then after that, we just, we fast forward to 1998, where uh, Kane wins the world title from Austin. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, something else happened uh, on that day too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that that's actually going to be our watch along this week. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in just just a second. Yeah, uh, we, we were we were kind of texting each other, and uh, you know, well, do we want to do a watch along? What do we want to do? And, I know you mentioned the Taker match, and you know, I was like, well, this is perfect. Uh, because 22 years ago today, uh, it uh, was the Hell in a Cell match. Kane and – or Kane. Um, Taker and Mankind. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it it's probably one of the top, top five most famous matches ever. Uh When's the last time you've watched this match? I think the last time um, Foley did the uh, comedy special on it, and I'm pretty sure I watched it then. Uh, yeah. It's probably, what, about a year ago, two years ago? Something like that. I, I know – I think it's been a couple of years since I watched it because uh, I think I think I watched it for the, uh, the 20th anniversary. Um so, uh, I guess, uh, the one more thing, um, uh, I know I sent this to you last night, the, uh, we're, we're just a day, a day later, um, or a day short being the exact anniversary, but, uh, Punk's, uh, pot bomb promo, yep. uh, June 27th, uh, nine years ago. So 
it, uh, I, I remember watching that live and was just like, wow, you know, um, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, really good promo catapulted him into the stratosphere. Uh, yeah, def- definitely eye catching just kind of, kind of dealt a little realism, kind of peeled the curtain back as he said, fourth wall, you know, yeah. um, pretty cool. Oh, and, uh, what, speaking of CM Punk, uh, they mentioned that uh, back, uh, WWE backstage has been canceled. Yeah, uh, that kind of makes me wonder: uh, Is Punk going to be like a guest commentator or something on SmackDown, just so Fox can get? You know, they got to have something for him to do because he's a Fox employee. So, yeah, I I don't know. That 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 will be interesting. Um, let the let the punk uh, returning to wrestling rumors reignite because <laughs> um, well since he's not on there maybe he'll maybe he finally will come back but I don't um, I'm I'm, I'm, get, I'm thinking guest commentary or something it's got to be something like that not 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 back to the ring yet because he's not you know he's not technically WWE employed so yeah but then again knowing punk punk would probably be like I'm not going to the performance center. Not with the uh, corona going on, so you know, pump, pump yeah, just be like, yeah. uh-uh, I ain't doing it, and you know. But I, I doubt I don't see Fox like not using him somehow, you know. So, um, well, with all that being said, uh, I've got uh, I've got this match pulled up, um. And I think uh, give everybody a time stamp here. It's one hour, 46 minutes, 59 seconds. But uh, you can just jump straight to the match. That's one of the best features they ever added to the network. Uh, I wish they would have just – the only other thing I wish they would do, and I guess you can technically do it, is like either watch stuff chronologically – which I guess you can, or like storylines, like watch the entire McMahon Austin, the entire NWO, just watch those yeah. together. I would really love that option, like uh, without having to. Okay, let's stop this one, pull up the next episode, where I'll find where this is. You know. Yep. Uh, have it like you know. Okay, McMahon and Austin did this this week, and then as soon as that segment ends it bounced to like the next week on Raw or, or um, later on, I guess it'd be that it bounced to SmackDown and then bounced to the next, you know, somehow yeah. I don't know how they'd set that up, but I would love that because I'd love to be able to go through a full storyline of somebody without having to search out. Okay. What was next? Where's this episode? That type of stuff. But um, I guess uh, if you're ready, yeah, got it pulled up. We'll, uh, we'll go three, two, one play and I'm, Take off. So, three, two, one, play. And we see the ominous structure lowering. Ominous structure. Those are the exact words that I was thinking. (laughs) Uh, We know our commentary team, don't we? (laughs) Good little hand-drawn sign there. Actually, that's a really – I do not remember that sign. 
they really made sure to get it get in close on that guy. Mm, really uh, focused. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll say something too about this. I know now we have these big elaborate sets. I'm kind of a fan of the minimalistic sets like this where it kind of opens up the full arena. Yeah. Uh, because with, you know, the Raw set, WrestleMania, it, or just a regular pay-per-view set, it basically cuts off that back bowl. But this, true, true. this you know, I, I kind of I kind of like the, the minimal sets. Uh, I don't know, it just, the arena's completely full and it just... Uh, so, I'm I'm of the camp. I I really miss the old Raw stage, like uh, from this time period, maybe a little bit later. Um, yeah, because I mean it it's still a little it's still bigger and does cut off quite a bit. But uh, it, all the LED screens are nice, but yeah. I, I feel like it's overkill. You know? Yeah. I, give me a Titantron, and give me like a, a kind of a, a backlit WWE logo at the. Uh, Right yeah. where they come out at, maybe uh, was it two thousand one somewhere in there? They added the little trusses to the side that were kind of curved up or something like that. If I'm picturing yeah. it right, maybe that time frame. But but uh, <laughs> the giant, especially now, it's it's that just it's just a giant LED board, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. as big on that. One one thing about this match, um, it, it's such a famous match, but honestly, if I think back to the time. <laughs> I felt like these two just kind of got thrown together on this card. Almost, I want, I don't want to filler, but like the story was, it was kind of Austin against Taker and Kane and Matt. There's Kane's partners at the time. And I don't know. It's kind of a confusing storyline because Taker was against Kane, but he didn't want, Kind of protective of Austin, like I think a little bit during that storyline, and I feel like there wasn't really a Taker Mankind feud going on at the time. If I, if I remember correctly, it was just kind of like, well, Kane and Austin are doing the uh, title match. We got to have something for these two, you know? Yeah. So it's it's like the feud kind of got reignited, just pretty much for this match. I don't I don't remember much lead up to this. Yeah, I I, I don't. Now that you mention it, I don't really remember too much either and you can kind of tell just a little bit uh, didn't Taker have a broken ankle oh yeah yeah he did I forgot about that it, I was noticing there's just a, the slightest little hitch in his giddy up there as, as he's walking uh, I really like that, uh, that jacket he's got on that's, that's a one of the cooler ones. Um, yep. Such a cool character. Yes. And my, me, and my, me and my brother were talking about that last night of how he went 30 years without breaking character. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess in a way you could say that the backer was a little bit of... But, I mean, it's just like a small interlude, I guess, or whatever. Uh, but as far as the Dead Man character... Nothing. I mean, he, yeah. and and all the stuff that he mentioned. Uh, they mentioned the, he passed up opportunities because of the character. That you know, the dedication that 
just mind blowing. Okay. Starting to match up on top of the sale. It, uh, I, I mean, I remember watching this live and much like the fans at attendance, you know, when they, when they start up top, it's just like, whoa, this is wild. Uh, mm-hmm. so completely different from what we've seen. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess at this point, it, it had only been the, uh, Taker and Sean match from the previous year, the previous October. True. I true. think. But still, they just they just went up there for just a bit. They didn't start up there. Uh, yeah, they were they were up there just pretty much long enough for Taker to chase Sean across the top and then knock him off the side. Off the side, not off the top. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind for later on. Oh, whoa. Oh, my gosh. I bet that was scary. Yeah. And you can see the little the little rivets or whatever they are. I mean, they're just popping off, and it's just like – I mean, they, you know, obviously, Foley's probably twice, twice the weight of what Sean is. So, yeah. oh, here we go. Iconic. Wow. I forgot how soon into the match that was. Wow. I, I mean, it's you know, it's just insane. Show it's me just, what other form of entertainment <laughs> where something like that can happen as, like, I, well, basically part of the story, you know, part of the yeah. uh, what you're supposed to be seeing. Not an accident, not a oops. Other than, you know, Granted, in a movie, but they've got stuntmen. This yeah. was one of the the marquee players, you know. This is one of the, you know. Better camera angle here. I mean, one... I don't know. One, one little iota to to the to the left or right there, and that could have been just. I mean, he hit that perfect. Uh, he hit the table perfect. Terry Funk there. The, the, there's a story in his book where he's talking about uh, in WCW him and Vader wrestling, and and Vader he was up on he was on Vader's back, and Vader like. Uh, kind of jumped up and dropped back, smashing him on the uh, uh, entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was supposed to be a he wanted it to be brutal because he thought it was going to hurt him and he was going to cash in his uh, Lloyds of London or whatever uh, insurance or something <laughs> like that. To me, yeah. I th- fast forward so many years and this, all, I mean, I've never heard it mentioned here, but it almost is like Mick's like, all right, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> <throw it. laughs> And neither one worked out for poor Mick's insurance uh, situation as he was wanting to do. Now, he dislocated his shoulder right here on the spot, right? Yeah, I believe so. I mean...
wonder what's going through Tiger's mind right now. Uh, probably, probably like, well, I guess, uh, this match is, is over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, he's just having Saul up there and still remaining character. I think JR is saying something about learning, knowing how to fall. I always love that. Like, whenever back during this time period into the early 2000s, and, you know, how do you learn to fall off a 20 foot ladder? <laughs> I, I always love he got real defensive, which I mean, it's true. It is true, but yeah, he got real defensive about that when all that uh, secrets of the wrestling was on NBC and all that. And, uh, yeah. Just. Do you remember that? The, the secrets of the wrestling, I think it was the little, it was almost in the same vein of, uh, breaking the magician's code. Uh, yeah. I, uh, that was where stunt granny come from, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is that? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. I think I actually have that on VHS somewhere. And I, or not, or I had it on VHS somewhere. And I'm thinking Harley Race was involved in that, which I, I'd yeah, actually, I think he was. I'd forgotten about that, and that kind of surprised me because I mean, you know, he was seemed like a guy who would want to protect the business, but wasn't uh, it? Um, I might be off on this one, but like when they would interview him, it was. Um, the situation where like their face was blacked out when it yeah, not yeah. covered, like he was sitting in shadow, kind of yeah, or something like that. But like you could tell it was Harley because yeah. he had that curly hair on top. Yep. I yeah. forgot about that till you said he was in it. Yeah, and that right there is just crazy. Taker just casually chilling out up on top of the cage. <laughs> I mean, he's like, well. Do a climb back down? What do I do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he's probably thinking like he probably is thinking like I'm not sure what uh, what to do here. And, and, and I'm wondering too how much of this was planned because, as we know, that spot that spot was planned. The, the fall off the cage. The, obviously, the next one wasn't. But uh, I, I'm wondering how much of this was planned, like the medical staff coming down, him being hauled out on the stretcher, and obviously he's going to get up. And... True, because if the, if the spot of him coming off the top was planned, what, what was the plan going from that? Uh, did they even... Did they think about what the repercussions were? I mean, yeah, I know I knew uh, they that they had to think it was a dangerous spot, but like uh, I, I'd say half part of that medical uh, situation ha- had to be actual. You know, hey, are you okay? Or you know, what, let's get him help type. But uh, I don't know with him coming off the uh, stretcher. You know, it's part of it. You get thinking part of it has to be planned. But dude's got to separate his shoulder, and that would uh, probably have. Um, Normally stopped it. I would just oh, there we go. That one. Oh my gosh. 
Now that yeah, and this is definitely uh, a uh, probably not planned situation as quickly as they rushed in there. Yep. Now what? I wonder what Tiger's thinking. <laughs> he's he's probably like this. This SOB's gonna die. Uh, I mean, it, it's, and then I think you nearly tell, oh, right there, ankle. Oh, I've got a broke ankle. Now we got a now Terry a little situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Got to, got to do a little stalling. Use yeah. Terry to stall for time. If I'm if I remember correctly, I think Terry. Yep, yeah, there's one shoe. <laughs> there's the other shoe. <laughs> was, was that on Foley's comedy thing where he's like, "Whose shoe is that?" <laughs> I think so. I, I remember that story from somewhere. I just, I mean, they just decide to keep going. I mean, you, he just, you can clearly he's tell. He's, right there. Yeah, he's, lights are on, but nobody's home. Uh, yep. And, you know, look at, looking at what we know today, obviously this was 22 years ago. This match probably would have been stopped after that particular spot today. Yep. Um, oof. That was actually a pretty rough little landing there for the uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, he's smiling. Look at him. Hey. Smiling. I think that's the call. Right? <laughs> yep. And Mick has told us that he's try- he was actually trying to put his tongue through the hole in his lip to yep. gauge how big it was. Uh, you know, and obviously this this pretty much, you know, Foley was famous, but I mean, this, this immortalized him, this match did. And, uh, yep. You know, it was after this, you know, a few years later, Taker would, you know, his tagline would become, you know, try me, I'll make you famous. Uh, when, when he was the biker taker, so, and, and I think a lot of that came from this match. Yeah. Now, this, this is pretty much their last uh, match, isn't it? I mean, I, I believe so. Maybe a one-off, maybe a one-off on Raw or something like that. But like, as far as a big match, big yeah. pay-per-view match, this is it. Yeah, because they had the they had that feud '96, which was really good, and Taker kind of, I, I don't want to say come out of his shell, but like his style kind of changed. Yeah, yeah. Through there, like in during the '96 feud, he like started kind of, I don't know, it got quicker or something. I don't know. If it makes any sense, like he started yeah. doing those, the the jabs in the corner and stuff like that, and um, and then they kind of come back to it early '97 after he won the title, and uh, that's where the uh, 
um, was it Mick through the fire, Taker through the fire, somebody through the fire, and Paul Bearer got burned. And then, uh, then they come back to it on this one. So it was, it was one of those feuds that just kind of kept coming back around just a little at a time. I always liked stuff like that. Uh, I think you can kind of tell right there, Taker believed in himself. I think <laughs> he, I, I think I caught just a little, a little bit there. Um, I, I missed that one. Um, yeah, and, and, and Taker even talks about it on uh, on the the last ride. You know, he, he talks about it on there how he he changed, he got to evolve his style over the years. Um, yeah. So what what is what is your favorite incarnation of of the Undertaker? The early, the early years, the this time period. Uh, you know, and I guess we could lump in Ministry of Darkness in there with this, the biker, yeah. or or when he come back after the biker. Um. Entering wise, I think later in his career, like uh, I want to say, like the um, after after like after he come back as the dead man, probably yeah. the uh, few years after that, like two thousand six somewhere in there, I think he was on fire. Some somewhere in there, oh, he yeah. had a really good year. At, at but, one point in there, he literally was on fire. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but but in my head, when I think Undertaker, the first thought comes to my mind is the purple gloves, uh, the long hair in the face. Yeah. For some reason, that that's the image. So I guess I, I got to go with that one because, that, like I said, that's when I think Undertaker, the first image in my head is the purple glove era. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you that, that the, the later – Later Taker, I would say from about 06 to 2010, he was probably the best in-ring stuff of his career. Um, I kind of – I kind of dug the – this era Taker a little bit. Um. Here's the thumbtacks. I kind of dug this era taker, the look and feel of it. Um, but you know, I, I can't disagree with the, the purple glove either. It's that's that's pretty pretty iconic. So yeah, taker's one of those. Um, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier about, about being a uh, or about not not. I, I want to word it right. Uh, not really being a Taker fan, but still liking him, you know. Yeah. And and, and he's one of those that I don't, I don't know. I I didn't warm up to until later on. Um, right. Very first part of his career, the like uh, when he was the first showed up, like the gray gloves, and uh, I guess especially before he turned face, you know, I didn't yeah, I didn't care for him. When he, even when he turned face, uh, uh, I remember some guys in school were Taker fans that I just didn't. I don't know. I, I didn't feel him. I didn't. 
and I don't know, I'd say probably 96 was, was uh, 94 to 96, somewhere in there, the Purple Glove era. Something, you know, I warmed up to him a little bit, but I, I still wouldn't say I was really a Taker fan. Yeah. And then he's just one of those, as the career has gone on, somehow I've morphed into, uh, you know, I like Taker. Yeah. He's not, he's not my guy, you know. I, he's not been my, you know, like Sean, Sean's my guy. I like right. Uh, but I like him, and, and I fully respect him and count him as definitely one of the top, if not the top guy uh, in the past 30 years. Certainly, yeah. I, and I love how Foley oh, right the rolls into the thumbtacks. <laughs> he, didn't me, he, he didn't quite get me on the thumbtacks, so let me just roll in them. <laughs> let me show you how it's done, Digger. <laughs> but, you know, all in all, that's... Uh, that's probably, I mean, not going to run right out in the yard and do it, but that's probably not a terrible spot. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't feel pleasant, but I'm sure it's... Okay, so the thumbtacks is probably an easier spot than uh, falling 10 foot there through the cage from earlier. So, yeah, yeah, I got... yeah the, the little bitty pinpricks aren't going to hurt as bad as just right. that thud right on, that, on the plywood. <laughs> But it looks, I mean, it's one of those spots that it looks. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks worse than it is. I mean, I, like you said, I, I definitely don't want to do it, but <laughs> in comparison. It, uh, I forgot, too, how relatively, you know, relatively short this match was. I think it was only about. 15, 16 minutes. I mean, it's a decent match, decent length of a match, but I mean, you think about it too. <laughs> it's, it's not really the best match ever. Like you've got two iconic spots that kind of elevate it to this legendary status. But if you really take those two out, it's, you know, kind of a, Average match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd say a whole lot of that, I'd say a whole lot of that is Foley was just, like I said, lights are on, nobody's home, especially after going through the cage. So I'd say that probably had a lot to do with probably some of the clunkiness of it. Um, True. And I'd like right after they get back in the ring and stuff. And, uh, well, after the, um, the second fall, uh, there's a spot they do the, um, they start to go do the old school spot. And of course we, we commented where Mick hit the rope and take her fail and stuff. But, uh, that's got a, I don't know. I would think that's be an odd spot to try knowing that Mick was kind of out of it. And yeah. Cause you know, yeah. you, you're the guy on, in, on the ring is kind of supporting the guy on the rope with his arm, you know? Yeah, and it mix out of it, he just might be like, Mrah. and then they both come tumbling down. <laughs> right. I mean, it just crazy. Uh, but you know, 
just about six months after this, Mick would scare the crap out of us all again. I quit match. Um, yep, yep. Which I think, I'll be honest, I don't know when the last time I watched that match. It, it's been quite a long time. That, that match is is hard to watch. Um, knowing what we know now about concussions. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know when the last, I think the last I saw of it was the, um, it was not actually watching the match itself, but I was watching beyond Matt. Yeah. And, uh, they, they feature it on there. Thumbtack stuck in the boots. I just, just absolutely. Little Sarge. Yeah. Just absolutely. Where's Terry got his shoes back? Um, <laughs> ran back up there, put them on real quick. <laughs> These are my good shoes. I can't believe my good. <laughs> I'll, I'll check on you in a minute, Mick. I got to get my shoes on. <laughs> I think I'm thinking he uh, he was still wrestling just as of a few years ago, and he was like seventy. Uh, who's the who's the bushy haired guy behind Terry? I'm not sure. I was wondering the same thing. He does not have his shoes. That answer, he's just out there in soft feet. Everybody else in this situation looks familiar. Even the long-haired doctor guy that I don't yeah. really know, but I know he's the doctor. Yeah. But the bushy-haired guy. I don't. I, I, I can't place him. <laughs> I can't either. Um. It's just good old JR and Keen. <laughs> you get him with a <laughs> Craziness. Well, that uh, that was the iconic kind of a cell match. Kind of kind of lined up uh, perfect with uh, Taker's retirement on you know this day twenty two years ago. So. Um, we will, as always, try to be back weekly, but sometimes holidays and things and life gets in the way. Obviously, next week is 4th of July, so, uh, which seems wild to say in itself, but, uh, any, anything else, uh, you want to touch on, um, for this week, oh, I I had something. I'm gonna save it till later, though. I didn't. I don't have it fleshed out as much as I wanted. Okay, it was just like a little, uh, um, kind of an in depth on the Taker character, like uh, kind of some fantasy booking type stuff okay. involved too. Just just tying the tying the history, like the uh, the parents, the fire, the all you know, trying to trying to make a little sense of it. Basically, the uh, I guess the well. Everything you know. Uh, you. One of the big one of the big questions is you know what's in the urn? Who who is in the urn? You know, um, I don't I, I'm I'm not going to go super in depth right here uh, 
like I said, we'll save this for another one. I'm going to try to flesh it out a little bit more. But uh, a lot of people, I think, the consensus, especially after the Kane storyline, a lot of people think maybe the uh, the parents maybe were in the urn. <laughs> if that, if that makes sense, yeah. Uh, I always, I look at it as uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I look at it kind of like the uh, Taker himself kind of is in the urn, like the spirit of. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it as ashes in the urn. I look at it where he drew power from the urn, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I need to flesh it out before I get talking about it too much because it sounds kind of just uh, rambling right now. But, forward to it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll flesh it out. I'll, I'll figure out my twists and turns and touch on everything that I wanted to touch on it, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll cover it sometime. So. I've written it out before. I put it on a message board somewhere if I could find it. Uh, um, just my kind of crazy theory or, or kind of how I saw it or whatever, but yeah. I, I can't find it. So, so I'm gonna have to try to put it in words again. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. We'll get back to that though. Sounds good. Um, any anything else? Oh, um, I think that's about it. Uh, uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Positively PCW. Uh, I try to do the uh, Today in Wrestling History post on there. Uh, I, I've been a little off on those. I kind of got overkill at Mania because uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to go big. So I like did a post on like each Mania. And, uh, <laughs> in, instead of being like, okay, I'm going to cover the uh, Warrior Savage match from WrestleMania 7. I'm like, all right, we need a picture from every match. We need a post from each, you know, and uh, I kind of went overkill and kind of burned myself out on it a little bit, but I'm going to try to get back into doing those on the, uh, on social media. So if you guys want to see those and we always, when we do a new episode, I always put a post up, uh, letting everybody know the new episodes up. So follow us on there, Facebook and Twitter at positively PCW. And, um, that's about all I got. All right. Well, we will see everybody back here again next week. Most likely. Um, And, yeah, that's that's all I've got. So stay positive, guys.